Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, advice that will sharpen your focus, and expert information on real estate, finance, and market conditions. Trevor Bauer, thank you so much for being our guest on the Mike Litton Experience. I am super excited about our time together, and I cannot thank you enough for being here. Like we talked about before we hit record, everybody has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it, because we know that your story, people are going to connect with, and it's going to inspire and motivate them to do things they've been putting off, and that's what we're all about, is inspiring and motivating, okay? So with your yeah. permission, we're going to start with where you were born and go all the way up to today. Okay. Sounds great. Cool. So where were you born? Uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Did you grow up in Harrisburg? Yep. I'm still still here right around Harrisburg, PA. My entire family is in Middletown. So you're there now? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Okay. So what was your favorite thing about growing up in Harrisburg? Um. I think in Harrisburg, um, or the area around Harrisburg, it's more suburban. So you have, in a lot of ways, like that slower pace, um, but uh, more of a up and coming area, I would say, where you're you have a lot of the amenities, and you know you don't feel like you're really lacking in anything, except maybe entertainment if you're that kind of person. But um, for having a family, it's a great area to be in. So is Harrisburg near a, a major city? Uh, Harrisburg is in between Pittsburgh and Philly. You know, it's almost uh, right in the central Pennsylvania. Um, so you can go a couple hours east or west or south to Baltimore, um, north to uh, New York City. And, you know, you can get to a lot of different areas. There's a lot of airports, a lot of highways that are coming through Harrisburg. So it's it's a nice kind of central hub, um, but still very, um, you know, rural. You know where King of Prussia, Pennsylvania is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my dad used to work for a company called Mako Auto Painting and Body Works, and their world headquarters were in King of Prussia. Okay, awesome. So that's just my only, that's my only, that's my only yeah. Pennsylvania connection, other than I've yeah. got a that works at CBRE in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's much more like Philly, New Jersey kind of feel. Like yeah. Central PA is a little bit like slower than that, and or, you know, lower cost of living and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more so. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So, growing up, who was the most influential person to you? It's a great question. Um, honestly, I just think my my dad was uh, a role model for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't don't I'm still don't really follow a lot of say like celebrities or anything like that um it's really you know people that um are nice to other people and and wanting to see the good in people and and are kind to other people is what's most important to me what'd your dad do 
my dad, uh, my family owns uh, three bowling centers here in Central PA. Oh, cool. So my, my, my grandfather started them, um, had three centers, and my dad, uncle, brothers, and cousins are all running them now. Oh, it's a family operation. That's cool. Yeah, I think I'm the only one that's outside of it. What were you thinking, right? Bowling's the family business. Come on, man. It is. It is. Yep. So in high school, what was your favorite subject? I'd say math because it was very kind of straightforward for the most part. Yeah. Right or wrong, right? Black or white. Not a lot of gray. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'd say, you know, reading and writing is a little bit harder for me. Yeah. I have like a slow processing and, you know, internalizing information for me is a little bit uh, slower, more difficult than, you know, most, most people, most of the peers that I was around. So um, where in math, I could get stuff done in the normal amount of time when everybody else did, right. the other subjects took me longer and it was a little bit more frustrating. Um, but I think, you know, going through that and having that and learning how to adapt and building some other skill sets and having to work harder, um, definitely at the end of the day, um, persisting through that and wanting to work through that, it all ends up, you know, you end up in a better place. Oh, absolutely. Teaches you a ton, right? Yeah. Amazing how life works that way. So yeah. in high school, did you play sports? Um, I wasn't the most athletic, but, um, I was on the bowling team and oh, I played tennis. <laughs> so my, my dad ran a recreational bowling team. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty small league, um, maybe seven schools, I, I would say probably participating in it. Um, and only one school had it uh, kind of like sanctioned as a sport mm -hmm. um, where it got funding and everything. But, it, you know, it was, um, you know, bowling's a very different kind of sport. Yeah. It's one that, you can have natural talents and skills, but you really have to work at it. Yeah. Whereas I see a lot of other sports, like you can be pretty naturally gifted at, at things and be like a couple steps ahead of others. Bowling, you know, even the most, you know, athletic kids in school were, were not good bowlers. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a game you had to work at. So yeah, that's true. a little bit more of an even playing field um, for the most part, but you know, there's so many different kinds of styles um, and um with bowling it's uh it's a very unique sport i got you so when what was what age were you when you started bowling hmm. um well as far as i can remember i probably uh can remember back to maybe bowling at maybe eight years old um i don't know when i would have been in my first league probably you know, somewhere between 10 and 14, yeah. I would say. Did a lot of youth bowling. Yeah, uh, bowled a lot in middle school. I can imagine. That's cool. Yeah. So you so you graduated from high school. Then where mm -hmm. do you go? So um, from high school, I went to Elizabethtown College, which was a college just 15, 20 minutes away mm -hmm. um, from my high school. Um, I'd say most kids either that were in my high school didn't go to college or wanted to go real far away. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's anyone else in my class that actually even went to the next town over to go to college. Wow. Um, but I did that because it was a small school that 
I thought that I was going to get the individualized attention from the professors that I needed. And that ultimately was the case. And I had a great experience there overall. I was much more focused on academics than anything else. I thought I was going to play for the tennis team. That didn't really work out for me. I wasn't able to focus on everything that I wanted to. I got really into fitness. Um, I wanted to prioritize um, going to the gym and and learning the right nutrition and working on myself and improving myself over playing a sport. And I I quickly realized that I didn't have time for both academics. And I had the option, you know, I could choose a sport or I could choose to really focus on myself and, you know, building myself for my future. And, And that's what I chose to do. So um, that was, that was a very pivotal point in my life where going to college, I was actually independent, um, making my own decisions. And prior to that, I very much leaned on others for decisions a lot on my parents. Um, even the schools that I applied to, um, I, you know, there were all recommendations other people made. And I I didn't have that initiative to even start the applications myself. Um, I just worked a lot different back then. Um, And then, you know, through college, you know, I learned how to do everything on my own um, and became very proactive with things. And I was applying to Harvard and Yale before I graduated. And Mm -hmm. um, so, um, you know, a very eye-opening experience uh, and and very big change for me Um, going through that. I pretty much took everything that I was previously relying on my parents for and just said, you know, I'm going to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And that really extended through college and after going into, you know, the business that I have today. Mm-hmm. Um, and even between that and college, I was doing online marketing and web design for small businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, really was, I had the mindset that, you know, I can do anything that I put my mind to. Yeah. So you learned that from your parents, right? Honestly, I don't know where I learned that. That's okay. okay. Yeah. That's why we ask. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a great, that's a great question. I think part of me going, growing up and being in solitude a lot really had me thinking about, you know, what do I want for my future and who do I want to be? And, you know, how, how do I become that? And everything feels like it, it took so long to get there. And, and, you know, from a a social standpoint, an academic standpoint, fitness standpoint, um, everything seemed to take me longer than it took other people. But I think at the same time, that made me go about things a lot more, I'd say strategically, or um, I had to be much more mindful about how I was doing things. Um, And then at the end of the day, I'm also more appreciative of how far I've come. Right. And now where I am today being, you know, I'm 31 years old, I've accomplished a lot of the things that I've wanted to accomplish. I think I'm on track with who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Um, Now I have new goals, but it helps me really to be able to look back and say, you know, my mindset hasn't changed in the fact that I need to focus on how far I've come versus how far I have to go. And I think that really carries into my fitness journey a lot. You lose 
it's easy to, to get discouraged when you feel like you have so far to go and, you know, yeah. it's hard to get there. But now having seen, if you just take it one step at a time, one day at a time, one task at a time, um, you eventually will get there yeah. um, and it won't be in a straight line. You'll make a lot of mistakes and, you know, you might have some regrets, um, but you have to look at those regrets as learning moments yeah, and just keep, keep moving forward, knowing that you're on the right track. Yeah, I agree with that. So let me ask you a question. In college, what was your major? I majored in, well, so Elizabethtown College had business management. Mm -hmm. And then underneath you could um, have um, your concentrations. Okay. So I concentrated in uh, marketing and entrepreneurship. And then I minored in information systems. Okay. So I wanted to have a little bit more of that technical side. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, um, I thought I was going to go a, a little bit of a different direction yeah. and have more of a specialized, um, kind of business, uh, academic background. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm very much, a a generalist in the fact that I'm doing everything, um, for my business. So, um, very different from that, you know, being very specialized in like, you know, a department in a very large company to where I'm pretty much wearing every hat. Right. So a question for you. In college, you mentioned that you started focusing on fitness. Mm -hmm. What triggered that? I wasn't happy with the way that I looked. Okay. Um, I didn't have the confidence that I wanted to have. Um, and I was determined to change all of that was there a was there a moment though was there anything that happened that all of a sudden you just kind of went you know what I'm gonna tackle this and I'm gonna I'm gonna any anything like that any was there a flashpoint really I think because I didn't have the independence in high school mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to change the way that I looked I wanted to work out I wanted to learn how to eat well but I wasn't given those um, those opportunities weren't just presented to me. I would have had to ask for them, and I was too shy to ask for that. Okay. And say, you know, I was self conscious, and I didn't want other people to know that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even when I started working out, and I, you know, found a place to, you know, buy equipment, store equipment, and go to, you know, go to my dad and ask him like can I put equipment over here um you know it was it was a hard conversation for me to have mm -hmm. um because you know I I didn't want to show that side of me that you know I I want to get into this and I want to do this and I didn't know how it was going to be taken mm -hmm. um I didn't grow up with um a lot of guidance on how to eat well and work out and my brothers were just very naturally athletic Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't, I wanted to look athletic, right. even though I wasn't athletic. Right. <laughs> Everybody so, wants to look athletic, right? That, you know, that's where I am today. I'm like, well, yeah. as long as I look like I'm strong and I'm fit, yeah. that's enough for me. I don't actually have yeah. to be able to look at anything, but at the end of the day, 
people are then are going to ask you to lift stuff for them. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You'd <laughs> be so able to pick me up with one hand and my Buick with the other, right? Come on, big boy. <laughs> Can you help me move? <laughs> right. That's got to be the number one, right? <laughs> Double edged sword right there. So um, in college, you, you, so it sounds like for a long time, you really wanted to be more fit. You wanted to focus on your diet. You wanted to focus on, on your, you know, your lifting, your working out, all that kind of thing. And you didn't up until a point, what point did you get to where you just absolutely made the decision and, and it was time to go? And the reason I'm asking this is, yeah. is selfishly. Okay. Because there are people that are going to listen to this podcast and they've always wanted to look athletic. They've always wanted to be in better shape. They've always wanted, right? And I'm living proof of it, okay? I got to be over 400 pounds at one point, okay? I had a 50-inch waist, 5-0. I had a 50-inch waist. I've lost 162 pounds, and I'm down to a 34-inch waist. Awesome. But I had to get to a place where there was a point, there was a flashpoint, and it was a conversation that I had with a dad of my son's then best or my son's current best friend. Okay. We're watching a basketball game together. And he tells me a story of a guy that died on a racquetball court that morning. And he watched him being resuscitated. And he said to me, he said, I've got good news. If you drop dead tonight, I can do CPR on you. I watched a guy, I watched a guy die this morning and, and, and he was brought back to life. What absolutely, it got my attention, but what absolutely closed the deal was it was my wife's mechanic, okay, who played racquetball like an absolute monster every single day, didn't have an inch of fat on him, and he was 71 years old. By the way, he's still alive and kicking today, and he's an amazing guy, okay? But I walked out of that gymnasium after he said that to me. I had made a decision. I had wanted to get in shape. I had wanted to lose weight. I kept telling myself that I needed to, and I kept putting it off, right? Does this sound familiar? And then that night, I made a decision. And not long after that, a couple of, well, it took a couple of years, but I lost 104 pounds, okay? And I did it because I was intentional, but I was intentional because of that flashpoint. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sort of was the, was the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess, if you want to call it that. So it was one of those things where it just it it happened. And I to this day, it feels like it was yesterday. Right. This was a long time ago, but it feels like it was yesterday. And to this day, I remember how miserable I was. Right. I hurt everywhere. I mean, everything hurt. You know what I mean? I wasn't sleeping well. I didn't feel well. It was, I mean, I was overusing caffeine like there was no tomorrow. I mean, it was crazy. And the damage I was doing to my body was bad, right? There are people who are listening to this podcast that are hearing your story and they're wondering if there's a moment that just flipped a switch. Do you remember anything like that? For me, I like seeing progress. I like seeing improvement. I had a checklist of what I wanted in my life. And as soon as I had a car and I had my own money and I had a means to do it, I had no excuse not to. 
So you've been wanting to do this, but basically had been held back. And now you had the means to do it and the availability to do it, right? And you were going to go do it. Yeah, and I probably could have sooner had I been, you know, more open to the idea of, you know, I can ask this person for help. I can, you know, but I didn't really know who to ask and how to go about that. Gotcha. Um, and, And I just didn't. So I think, you know, even if you have a different story, the relatability is in a lot of cases, you just don't know what the next step is. Yeah. You want to do it. But actually doing it, building brand new habits, creating a a brand new routine, those things are very difficult. However, if you start taking action, even in small ways, and those start building habits, and then you build habits on top of those habits, everything ends up changing um, in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it's a snowball, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and as you are seeing... Now, it took a really long time for me to see progress. Um, I have very stubborn body type. And I had to look at myself every mirror and say just or every day in the mirror and just say, keep going. One day you will get there. Um, and I literally I said that out loud. Um, this was, you know, my grandparents house. Um, I would I had a key to go in. They weren't living there anymore. And I would. I would go down um, to the basement. I'd look myself in the mirror and I'd say, don't give up. You'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. And I, I would tell myself that every single day. Um, and now when I look back, was I doing everything right? No. Was I doing a lot wrong? No. Um, you know, some things just do take time. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, building the habits. And, you know, I was putting a lot of work at a checklist every day of, I need to do all these things. I need to wake up and drink 16 ounces of water. And it was boom, 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 you know, and every day I checked the box and made sure that I did it so that at least at the end of the month, I was like, I did all of that. I might not have anything to show for, but I did all of that. And just going through that process, building that discipline, Mm -hmm. um, that discipline came and it went. Mm-hmm. I would do diets and I'd be like, I'm not seeing anything from this. And I would fall off the diet and then I would just go crazy eating whatever because the diet was so hard. It was so strict. I had such a hard time with it. I wasn't seeing anything and I was being emotional and I was in college and, you know, I was stressed. So um, now after doing that six or seven times, there was a moment where I had a click even in that where there was one time where I was following this diet and I just at night, I'm like, I'm craving this. And I I went, you know, outside of my diet to eat something. And then I craved it more. So I had more and then I had more and I had more and more and more. And I'm like, well, I already messed up my diet. So I might as well just eat it all. Right. And, you know, it ended up being this entire thing of sweet potatoes. I probably had like a thousand calories, like in one sitting. Um, and and um, I, I remember after that moment being like, I feel so awful, both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? And what I realized or what I internalized was I created this plan myself. 
-hmm. Nobody else is making me do this. Right. I created it myself and I'm doing it for myself, my physically Mm -hmm. and for myself mentally. I'm trying to build a better physique. I'm trying to build a healthier lifestyle. I'm trying to do these things for myself. I'm working on myself. I'm trying to improve myself. Right. Why would I go against something that I created for myself? Right. And what it ended up being any diet that I ever planned after that, I never fallen off. Yeah. I sometimes I leave a little bit of deviance right now. I'm like eating 80 to 90% of my diet every day. Right. I switch some things out sometimes and I'm okay with that. Right. But I've never fallen off my diet like that again. And I had done it seven times before in a matter of a year. Right. But what I realized was making things too strict um, and and putting yourself in a position to where you just really don't feel good mm-hmm. is not something that you should be doing. Right. And it's taken me another probably 10 years since then to actually get to a point to where I found a diet where I can maintain on a daily basis forever and feel good and keep working on myself and keep improving myself. And I just adjust that diet. Um, But it took me 13, 14 years to get to that point. Yeah. And it was hit and miss. It was, you tried something, it didn't work. You tried something, it didn't work. I've done every, every fad diet out there. Yeah. Food addiction is a real thing. It's a real mm-hmm. thing. That's what you experienced. That's how you got off of and then binged, right? And then you were back on. Food addiction is a real thing. I learned so many things about myself. So I lost all that, that 104 pounds and then I got sick. And I spent seven hours in the emergency room. Went to the doctor the next day and I said, what do I need to do? She said, you need to lose more, lose weight. I said, doc, I've lost 104 pounds. She said, well, you need to lose more and you need to do it now. I lost 51 pounds in 90 days. Super strict diet, right? But here's what I learned. I was massively addicted to Dr. Pepper. I was massively addicted to Reese's peanut butter cups. I was massively addicted to McDonald's. They have a thing called McGriddles, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. Oh my goodness, okay? I was addicted, (laughs) you with me, right? I was addicted to all these things that are no good for you, okay? And until you get completely off of that and you get into a super strict diet, you don't realize how bad you had it. You don't realize, you with me? And so you get to a point to where you have to work through that. And it's 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 a process, right? Like you said, 13, 14 years, it takes time Hit and miss, hit and miss, hit and miss, right? It takes time to get to that place to where you know you well enough, okay? Because that's what this is about. This is about the conversation you're having with yourself and it's about what triggers you, right? And then how you deal with that. Like, yeah. do you talk to anybody that's gotten into really good shape, like bodybuilders, you know, anybody, right? That's That's gotten into just, you know, world-class shape. They'll tell you that they learn more about themselves than they did about anything else. 
because it really comes down to how we were programmed. It comes down to how we were raised, right? Like I was raised on a farm in Oklahoma and we were meat and potatoes all the time. That's what we had. We had biscuits and gravy all the time. I mean, you know, we had all this stuff that is absolutely no good for you, but we had it because that was the diet that they that they made. That was the diet that they knew. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I go on a diet where I can't eat my carbs and protein together. <laughs> right? Turned out to be the diet that I lost 162 pounds on. Okay. It was this, it was Suzanne Summers, Eat Great, Lose Weight, her her book. That turned out to be the magic deal for me because I can eat steak, I can eat hamburger, I can eat beef, right? I can eat fish, whatever, but I put it with vegetables. I can have potatoes. I have that with vegetables, but I have them three hours apart, right? Because food combining is a real deal. And it's something that you learn and you also learn how to discipline yourself. But it takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been through that process now. And I've been on your website, advancedsubs.com. I've been on mm -hmm. your website. And it is freaking unbelievable. And I knew that when I, I knew before I, before we did this interview, I knew I was going to be talking to a champion. I knew for a fact I was, because you look at your website and you look at the different programs, the different plans that you put together. Nobody does that without going through what you've gone through. You with me? And coming out the other end victorious. No, I'm serious. Can I tell you something? It's really something, man. And I'm putting a link to your website in your description for the podcast interview, just so you know. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, honestly, the business that I have today offers the products and the services that I wish I had earlier in my journey. And you can see it. You can absolutely see it. When you're on the website, you can see all of the things that you've developed and it's almost, you can tell that it's something that you always knew you wanted and you've now delivered it for people. I mean, it, dude, it's awesome. It is just incredible, this this journey that you've gone through. Yeah, well, I rebuilt the website at the beginning of November um, or I launched it November 1st of 2023. And I put a lot of thought and it previous to that, I was nowhere to be found on the website or even on our social media. Yeah. Um, I had been talking to customers for a long time where they're telling me, you know, what you, is unique about your business is you. Mm -hmm. My mindset was always like, we've got the best products. We've got the best service. We, why, why are, why, why aren't more people talking about us? Like we have a lot of customers that tell other people, but why is it not outpacing um, where I think we should be. And, and really the, the message that became clear to me is that my business is unique mm -hmm. because of me. Yeah. And I, I don't like saying that out loud. I don't like right. saying that in my head either, because I want our products and our team and our brand to stand alone and, and be the feature of everything, not myself. Right. But that's what I learned was it's my standards, my story, everything that I've been through, the conversations with thousands of customers that I've had 
that is what has made the business what it is. Yeah. That's what's made the products, the service, and the community that we have what it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that that was hard to um, uh, it, it it took months of having conversations with people, them literally telling me that mm-hmm. it took months for me to really internalize that and be like, I guess you're right. You know? Um, so I just launched uh, the new website at the beginning of November. And um, so it's only been a couple of months and I've had really good feedback on it, but you are the only one or the first person to really point out, like, I can see your story through your brand. Um, that's really cool to me to hear. Well, I've lived it. I've lived it. Okay. I've been where you were and I've, and I've, I've sort of come through the looking glass. Right. And when I was, when I was looking, when I was taking your website for a test drive, right. I was blown away. And the thing that blew me away was there's a cause and effect to everything. Right. And for me, I'm looking at this and going, Oh yeah. Okay. So this is, if you want to, build muscle. This is the plan you want to be. If you want to lose weight, this is the plan you want. To be. And by the way, here's the supplements you want to be on. And here's how much you take per day. And here, right. I mean, it's plug and play. You Very don't important. get there without having the kind of life that you've had and the kind of experience that you've had. It's very important for me that people know how the product works, what it's going to do for you, how to take it properly, what you can combine it with. And then even as I'm having a conversation with people, and this is either face-to-face or via chat or email, I ask, you know, do you need help with your diet? Do you need, you know, because all those things are important, right? Their supplements are just supplementing everything else that you're doing. Right. Um, I do not make claims that the products are going to specifically do certain things for you in, in terms of results. They're going to help you with the processes in your body that help you gain weight, lose muscle, you know, and things like that. But um, it's really important that you know how you're going to take the product and right. what it's supposed to do. Otherwise, it, you won't. If, if you're just taking something to build muscle, but you don't know how to take it, you're, you're going to end up wasting your money because you don't know how it's working. And then um, in turn, you're not going to be able to notice the difference or how it's helping you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people do. Now, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of deceit in the industry. Of course, there's a lot of gimmicks. There's a lot of misinformation. There are a lot of um, really poorly formulated products. You know, there's, there's junk out there, like any industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could be taking a high quality product that is working for you and still not get the benefit. If you don't know what it's supposed to do for you right. and taking it properly. So that's really important to me. Um, I really want to help the people that are shopping with me, I want them to come back. I want them to tell their friends. I want to be part of their entire journey. Yeah. Well, you can tell. So, I mean, you so spend it's a, you spend just a few minutes on your on your website, and you can tell. I mean, you did it right. You absolutely did it right. And when I was when I was when I was taking it for a test drive, the thing that just kept screaming at me was 
this is this has been a journey. This has been a long journey. And I hadn't even met you yet. Okay. I just took your your website for a test drive and I knew going through it, you don't come up with these types of specific plans. You don't come up with the benefits that are on that website without effort, without drive, without discipline, without a lot of falling forward, failing forward, right? Where you're, you, you tried something and it didn't work. You tried something else and it didn't work. You tried something else, you didn't work. Your website is a shortcut for a whole bunch of people that don't have 13, 14 years to experiment, okay? You went out and did the experimenting for them. And now all they have to do is read. All they have to do is look. And it literally tells them what to take, when to take it, what to do. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And the fact that you're where you are today is a credit to, I think, how you were raised. I think how you grew up, right? But also that epiphany that you had when you got into college. And it was like, I really want this. I want to look like this. I want to be the guy that people want me to help them move. Just kidding. <laughs> it took me a you second. Know what I mean, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's I mean, man. you can, you know, my, my 13 year transformation from, um, actually I don't have a photo from when I started, yeah. um, but I have a photo from when the business started. Yeah. Um, and after eight and a half years, um, you can see how far I had come, but the, in December 31st of this past year, 2023, looking at that photo, that's where I thought I was going to be after four years of college. Mm -hmm. I started college. And if I saw that photo, I'd have been like, oh yeah, I think I can accomplish that by the end of my senior year. Right. That's what my goal was. Mm -hmm. And when I would talk to other people, they said, oh yeah, that's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Now everybody's body is different. Yeah. That absolutely is reasonable for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but everybody also deals with different challenges. And those aren't just physical, obviously. Um, there's the physical body types. Uh, and then, you know, there's injuries, there's health issues, you know, and then as you're saying, you're, 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 you're the, the mind is a powerful thing. Yeah, there's so, dependency, right? There's chemical imbalances. There's all kinds of things that enter into this. Food addiction, right? There are all kinds of things that enter into this. We I have this thing in our brain called the amygdala, amygdala, right? That thing in our brain is designed to protect us. So when you go out and you start dieting and you're trying to get your body to a certain place, that's screaming at you and going, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. You have to go back to the comfort food. You have to go back to the sweet potatoes. You have to go back to the ice cream. You have to go back to this because we were happier when you were there, right? There's less risk to you because that gland, that part of your brain is specifically designed to keep you from doing anything that might be a risk, okay? Have you ever read um, Never Split the Difference? 
It's by Chris Voss. If you ever get a chance, read it. It's one of my favorite books. I've read it now probably five or six times. I don't know if I should admit that. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but Voss is the man. Okay. Chris Voss is the man. And he talks about that, that part of your brain that's literally from prehistoric times, right? It is literally designed back when we were in caves to protect us from getting killed. Okay. It it's our flight or fight or flight mechanism, right? And what happens is if you look at anybody, and I don't care who they are, you probably have heard of Tony Robbins, but you look at anybody, David Goggins, Tony Robbins, they're all about controlling that part of their brain. So mm -hmm. instead of their brain controlling them, they're controlling it. Okay. And what you've learned over the last 13, 14 year journey is how to control that voice, how to control that part of your brain that will talk you into, if you let it, into going back, into falling off, okay? Into, you know, the Snickers bar, whatever, right? It'll, it, <laughs> with me, right? It'll yeah. talk you into it. And then after you do it, you're like, I feel like an abject failure. Well, okay, but you now learned. Take it and learn from it. That's what you did. For 14 years, you learned, right? You went, you, you sometimes came up short, you learned, you kept going. To your credit, you put one foot in front of the other, and now you're where you are today with advancedsubs.com, which is an amazing business and an amazing website. Look at what you've built. I mean, this is really cool. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm proud I, of you, bud. Thank you. Yeah, I would, I would uh, literally gag trying to eat vegetables when I started. Yeah. Um, and so that took some time. Yeah. learning that, you know, things take time, took time for me to learn. Um, and as you said, like, you know, breaking out of, you know, bad habits, my body ad adapting, those things take time. Yeah. And, but for everybody, things will happen at a different pace. Like you said, you fall off, you just hop right back on yeah. that really, you, you make the decision every day on if you're going to continue on the right track. And not every day has to be perfect. Um, just, you know, as long as you're on the right track, you're moving forward. And as you're seeing the progress, it makes it so much easier to keep going. So you also have to remember that the beginning is absolutely going to be the hardest. But as we spoke about before, not knowing where to go for help um, is, is a challenge. And you will you will get a lot of conflicting information online, um, Googling um, different influencers. They're going to all tell you different things. Sometimes there's an agenda there. Sometimes they're just talking about their personal experience. And in a lot of cases, they haven't worked with the thousands of people to really understand how much of a difference, you know, everybody is. So a lot of it is on you to figure out. You have to put in the work. Um, the supplements can certainly help you go to the next level or make things easier, but you still have to put in the work. Um, but having someone that's there, part of your journey, um, like myself, my team, my community, we have a forum that you can get, you know, through the website. Um, we have a, a Facebook community. 
um, you know, uh, all of our socials are really, it's, it's one big, you know, family. I, I post something on my personal or business page and I feel the support from others. And that's, I mean, that honestly keeps me motivated every day. Um, the fact that we're making that kind of impact. Yeah. And you've earned it, dude. You've earned it. You know, it's been a while and it took a while, but you've earned it. And look at where you're at today versus where you started. You know, I mean, I'm proud of you, man. Listen, thank you so much for being our guest on the Mike Luton Experience. I cannot thank you enough. I thoroughly enjoyed our time together and man, did it fly by fast. Yeah. You're always welcome to come back on anytime. If you have other projects or anything else that you're working on, love to have you back. Okay. That, that's awesome. I really appreciate you having me. Appreciate you, buddy. Take care. Okay. I'm proud of you. Yep. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton experience. If you did do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.